This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this edition of the EduTech Guys, coming to you live from Hope, Arkansas. I'm Jeff Madlock, and my partner in crime, David Henderson, is not here today. He's on vacation, so we took vacation, but I'm here. Ah, who knows? Dave's listening right now. He's probably going, what's he talking about? So this show um, is going to be a best of. You know, interesting though, all of our shows are great shows. All of our interviews are great interviews. But this one, um, I've put together uh, just some in the past months that we really liked. Um, I've got the guys from Go Guardian, two separate interviews from those guys. Not the full interviews, but some really good sessions. And um, I've also got uh, Kevin Honeycutt. I'm uh, going to take a listen to him. I've also got some great music coming up from... Uh, Several of our favorite artists. Uh, we'll break up the show a little bit there. Remember, you can always catch us on the web at www.edutechguys.com. If you're listening to us right now, you might be listening to us from radio.edutechguys.com. You can catch us there. Catch us on Twitter at edutechguys, Facebook slash edutechguys, Instagram edutechguys. <laughs> I think you see the pattern here. So yeah, you can catch us on the web. Just go to Google, type in edutechguys, and you're probably going to find us pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, today's show, uh, we want to give a big shout out and, uh, thank, uh, the Southwest, Southwest Arkansas Educational Cooperative for their continued support as they always do. And want to give a shout out to Hope Public Schools for letting me, um, also do this show and, uh, all the support that they've thrown behind us for all the good stuff that's happening here. Today, we'll also talk about a Google app of the week, and I think you'll enjoy it. It's, it's just some nice stuff that they do. Uh, we've already talked about Google Apps throughout the year, and it's one of our favorite things to do here. If you missed us last week, we were at the Hot Springs Technology Institute. I want to give a big shout out to Don Benton for inviting us. We had a wonderful time. It was a great place to be. Lots of great stuff. We're currently editing those interviews down and some of the interviews we had from the uh, attendees, and it was a lot of fun. 
So I think you'll enjoy those once we get them done. We'll get them up on the podcast, throw them out on the Twitter so you can catch up with them and find out what's going on. Also, a few places we're going to be. Uh, it's on into the fall. The summer's not over. If you'd like us to come to your school district or to your educational event, let us know. Go to www.edutechguys.com. Drop down to the bottom of the page and you'll find the contact form. Just fill it out. Let us know what's going on, where you want us to be, and we'll do our darndest to get there. Also, in December, uh, we will be, November 30th through December 3rd, we'll be at the AESA conference in Savannah, Georgia. And then uh, one of the big ones coming up for us is not until January, but it's the uh, FETSI conference in Orlando, Florida. Um, probably stuff dropping in there in between. It changes daily for us. want to uh, ev thank everyone for the support that they give us constantly, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, you can't beat a job where you get to talk about educational technology on the radio or the podcast, I guess, as it is. So I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to jump into some great stuff here. This is an uh, interview we did back in late April. And uh, I think it was late April. Maybe this was beginning of May. This is the beginning of May. And this is Go Guardian's Tyler Shaddix. And he will talk with us. And we'll have a nice little discussion about some of the teacher features in Go Guardian. Um, take a listen. Hope you enjoy. And I'll be back in just a bit. So what are the so what's the top five ten major features of the the, the whole piece? Sure. I, so uh, like I said, our, one of our main goals is connecting teachers and students. So we do this through a few um, ways that you would expect, and a few kind of more interesting ways. So right off the bat, you know, we we allow teachers to see the screens of the students while they're in class, and also see what what they're currently browsing. And this allows teachers to kind of connect with all their students at once and see exactly what they're working on, what other stuff they're um, kind of doing, and things like that. We also allow for um, teachers to see kind of historically what students have been working on. So you can actually see in kind of a, a, like a mosaic color scheme of what's everyone doing? How are they kind of interacting throughout the class period? And it, uh, I'll get into some stories later about how teachers are using this to kind of craft their lesson. Wow. Um, and so this this all kind of fills the the how do I see what my students are working on and how they're how they're interacting. But we have a whole other side of the the equation, which is how do teachers lead students? Um, and so that's uh, provided by a few different options. Um, we have the ability to open tabs for students. So you could say, hey, everyone, we're going to go to this website or just a group of students. We're going to go to this help article. So some instances we've seen of this is a teacher sees someone struggling. They open a new tab to a help article on some math website that says this is how you would solve this problem and here are the steps. Um, we also provide ways to shift focus. So we can actually allow a teacher to lock down all the screens um, in their classroom to make sure students are focusing up front and the technology is not a distraction. Um, and you can do all kinds of fun things like that with that, like include uh, pictures and and memes, and we've seen a bunch of fun stuff with that. Um, and finally, there's, there's a few other features. You know, we allow um, Google Classroom integration for really quick uh, set up and, and we even allow um, snapshots of the screens when a student's doing really cool work or you need to catalog the student behavior for whatever reason. So really it's all about facilitating that connected environment between the teacher and the student. That is uh, amazing. Really you know, awesome. the, linear, the linear part you just showed with the, uh, with the student activity student over, yeah. over the timeline, <laughs> that is... We're going to have to put a screenshot of that on Twitter. That's, <laughs> yeah. that, that's We're happy amazing. to provide that. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah the, and it, it's definitely one of those things that you is seeing is one of those believing things where mm. you see it and you're like, now I get why that would be useful. Because yeah, right. sometimes you're describing it to people and it's like, yeah, it's, that sounds pretty, you know, but 
there really is a nice aspect to it. Right. Sure. As a teacher, you can, you, know, you can step back after class. You're exactly right. And take a, a good long look at it and go, okay, here's where I lost interest. This is not working. So, you know, next time I do this or tomorrow, that this is what I'm going to hit instead. Yeah. Right. That's pretty amazing. Yep. You know, what's really cool yeah. about that too is my, my brain immediately just starts, you know, thinking of a thousand things and that even takes classes that are taught around the world, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, you could have students sitting exactly. in different cities around the world doing the same thing, and you're monitoring and watching and sharing. That's very impressive. Exactly. Very exactly. Impressive. And very we have some amazing stories from our teacher community just with how they've been using it, which I'm happy to dive into at any point. Yeah, dive now's into a good it. time. Tell start, as we say, <laughs> yeah, get on the board and start <laughs> jumping. <laughs> that, yeah. that comment you just mentioned reminded me of one of my favorites um, when we were first. Um, releasing the product, uh, we had a, a few group of teachers who were really excited about it, so we released it to them first. And one of the stories we heard from them is the teacher had a doctor's appointment, so she had to leave, and of course she had a substitute in the class. So when she was sitting there in the waiting room, she said, hey, why don't I get out my phone and log on to GoGuardian for Teachers and see what my students are up to, because they're in class right now. So she actually went online, watched and saw some students were off task, and started emailing them and blocking their screens and stuff. I mean, sending them messages and saying, hey, get back on task, behave for the sub. So the sub, she she gets back to class the next day, and she goes through the sub's notes, and all the notes say is the kids were oddly quiet. (laughs) (laughs) That was this really amazing experience for her to be able to remove herself physically from the classroom and still be able to give insight into what was going on. That's fantastic. So, uh, along that line of all the epiphanies that teachers have after they begin using it. So, uh, on the line of a question we just got on uh, the ETG chat, hashtag ETG chat, if you want to ask a question. Um, how did GoGuardian decide to create GoGuardian for teachers? What what moved them to, to actually create the piece? It's a great question. Um, basically, there was a huge need for it. Uh, one of the best things about working in education is educators know what they want and they know where the problems are. Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically came to GoGuardian and they said, hey, it's working at an admin level, like you talked about last week. It's working great. How can we turn this into a more intimate relationship um, at a classroom level for our teachers? And so that's really where the idea came from, is how can we build a, a strong connection at a classroom level that teachers can really know what's happening with technology in their classroom? And how can they uh, not worry about what's happening with it? You know, if you're in a classroom and you're sitting there at your desk or at the board and everyone's screens are the opposite way from you, you always worry what's actually going on behind there. And this is one of those ways where you can immediately know. Mm, Um, And we've actually seen teachers project their screens dashboard or their timelines dashboard on a projector onto the front screen. So not so that they can go and point to which um, students are, are doing really cool work. And also it's a nice transparency thing. Everyone knows what everyone's working on. So. That's pretty neat. That yeah. is very cool. Well, you know, it's really cool to see that too because one kid might hit the perfect Google search or hit the perfect YouTube video or Vimeo. You know, they might oh, yeah. hit the perfect site and then every kid could see the same site and go, bam, that's where I need to go. And right. then that's exactly. just, yeah, that's just organic growth in the classroom right mm. there. Yeah, that's that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I've, I've been doing this a long time. We've all been doing this a long time. Um, you know, we've, we've seen everything from you know, land school to surf lock to, you know, there's been a, a oh, bunch yeah. of products out there. But the one thing I can say, having used the administration side, is setup is a breeze. Right. So I'm guessing that it's it's all based the same way that the if, if my groups are already created, my, uh, my OUs are created inside Google, then boom, the classrooms are done, aren't they? Right. For the most part, we have a Google Classroom integration where you can just sync your Google Classroom across oh, and it'll nice. create the classrooms and keep them in sync for you. Um, and, and we also have a CSV 
in emails. So even if for whatever reason it's not set up correctly, a teacher can drop a CSV file and have all those classrooms populated for you. That's awesome. So it really is a one two step thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a there's another way we do it, which is if the teacher doesn't want to be as uh, hands on, we can, we even have an enroll code that students can just enter on their Chromebook and it'll enroll them in the correct oh, class. That's just awesome. much like Google exactly. Classroom. You know, that's funny because we just yeah. had another question pop up on ETG chat. Does Go Guardian for Teachers work in any class subject? Well, yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have seen it in some phenomenally different ways. Um, like I said, and, and some of the stories, some people are using it for mostly the timeline view. Some are using it for the screens view. It's, it's really interesting the different ways people have crafted it to work in their, their environment. That's pretty neat. So, you know, a lot yeah. of administrators are using Google Classroom uh, to run their administration meetings. Mm -hmm. Especially, wow. yes, yeah, you know, they will create a principal's meeting classroom, you know, so that every week when they meet with principals, you know, and this takes it to that next level because a lot of principal meetings start off with 15 minutes of here's what we're doing right now. And then now let's brainstorm, let's learn, let's talk curriculum, let's talk integration. And this gives that, that superintendent or principal the ability to keep the, uh, to keep the whole thing flowing like a classroom. Right. It's a beautiful piece. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, one other piece I wanted to bring up just in terms of the easy use is we now we released a feature actually uh, Monday called scheduling where teachers can actually set up classes to automatically. Uh oh, apparently that would be the stopping of the <laughs> their class. Hey, okay, uh, say that again. Wait, we, yeah, we, we lost little, you there for a minute. A little glitch. <laughs> okay, no problem. I, uh, I was mentioning we just released a feature called scheduling on Monday where um, it'll actually start the classrooms automatically based on the class schedule. Oh, nice. So teachers don't need to log in to start uh, collecting or interacting with uh, the students. Awesome. They can actually just have a, assume that it started and log in whenever they're ready. You know, so that's, that's kind of less friction part of the the whole equation. Right. Yeah, and that's that's beautiful because a lot of schools and, and you know a lot of schools are starting to look at extended school days, mm -hmm. and you know changing the way that class, especially in the secondary, not necessarily primary, but elementary, but in the secondary realm that you're you're actually giving them this this power to hold class at any time. I mean most teachers would right. love that ability. Right. And and it doesn't stop. Exactly. You know kids are taking home Chromebooks, the you know, class never ends and mm -hmm. the the teacher is able to still see, you know, hey Mr. Manlock, I'm having trouble with math. Let me see what you're doing right now. Great. Hey, here's some websites to help you out. Let's yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. And and since it's 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 the speed of light now and you guys have integrated it with Chrome so beautifully it's going to work. Yeah. So, hey, you're listening to EduTech Guys Radio. Come to you live from Hope, Arkansas. And uh, David is on vacation. And so to keep the consistency of the show going, <laughs> like I didn't have anything else to do. No, you're listening to uh, the best of show. So I'm uh, playing some interviews that we really enjoyed. Not that we don't enjoy all of our interviews. We do. Um, these are some from the last couple of months. And uh, that was... Um, that was uh, Tyler Shaddix with Go Guardian talking about the uh, the teacher version of Go Guardian and uh, what it can do for teachers, what, for, what it can do for classrooms. And I, I can tell Greg and David and I were were really into it and uh, we're very interested in the product. And uh, we actually use a product where um, I work, so uh, I can vouch for it. So yeah, um, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, uh, twitter.com um, at edutechguys. You can catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash edutechguys. You can also catch us on the web, www.edutechguys.com. Tell you what, we're going to listen to one more great interview with uh, the guys from 
Go Guardian. This is Matt Jones, and uh, this is a nice little uh, eight to ten minute interview. I think it's about ten minutes. Uh, we're talking with Matt about some of the the features of the uh, Go Guardian admin piece, which is a really wonderful piece, and um, I think you'll enjoy this interview. So uh, stay tuned to Edutech guys. We'll be right back after this interview. How many products does Go Guardian have? Right now, Go Guardian has two products: Go Guardian for admins and GoGuardian for teachers. Which is cool, and that works out really well because this week we're talking about admin and next week we're talking about teachers. So cool. That's awesome. So tell us about the admin piece. Um, I, actually, I was going to pull mine up so that I could got it right in front of me. <laughs> exactly. But tell me the biggest features of the, admin, of the admin piece that if I'm an IT tech guy in education, why do I need to have this on my Chromebooks? So GoGuardian for admins does filtering, monitoring, and theft recovery. Okay. So if you're an IT admin, you get a stack of Chromebooks in, and you are federally mandated to have some sort of filtering on it, right? Right. So the filtering piece, we are your SIPA compliant web filter. Um, in terms of monitoring, since we're on the device, we can tell you pretty much everything that's happening uh, on that device. And so in terms of monitoring, we can really make sure that your students are safe and or on task. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty hard to figure out if your filtering is working if you don't have any idea uh, what's actually going on. Yeah, right. visibility is super, super key. Yeah. You know, um, one, of the, one of the key features I really like about the admin piece, now that you, you told us that, is the dashboard's great. So, you know, the moment I log in, I can pretty much get everything I need right off the dashboard. I've been very impressed with the dashboard, um, mainly because we, we don't have a lot of users, but I can see instantly... Um, where are my users? What's the the major underneath top sites? I can see exactly what's bouncing out there. I can see where that comes in really handy with uh, you know larger schools using large Chromebook rollouts, mm, so sure. you can actually see that. Um, I noticed that one of the cool features you guys have is a is a direct Google um, link in right there on on in the in the menu. You know, I can go down right under whitelist, blacklist, and I've got a Google pop in, and I didn't know what that did until the other day, <laughs> and I popped into it and. They've, it's got all these, you know, links that these kids have gone to, and right there underneath it, it's got a, it's got a locker and unlock right there on the piece. That's pretty hardcore. So, um, you guys got a lot of of, of Google folks working for you, or do you, do you guys work directly with Google? Are you, what's your what's your deal with Google? Um, what's our deal with Google? We love Google. <laughs> yeah, we do too. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so the the integration is 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 great. Um, we get to we get to know what's happening on the device, and so we can tell uh, what sort of Google Docs are being used, what the Google searches are. Um, we have a few ex-Googlers um, at GoGuardian. I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. um, one of our channel partners guys, Mark Russo, you may have met him. He's, a, he's also an ex-Googler. Our CTO uh, it was at Google as well. And so we really, we really get it when you're, uh, when you're talking about how Google works and uh, the way that Google does things. Uh, we, they've been kind enough to uh, to work really closely with us as well. Um, as you guys know, the uh, the education filtering market is not a sort of Google-sized cool opportunity in terms of money, um, but they really care about uh, student outcomes, and so they're working well with us uh, in terms of you know getting getting new things on the dashboard, um, adding API access to some previously inaccessible features. Um, they, uh, they give us a lot of their time, and we appreciate that. That's cool. That's very cool. Ex uh, beyond uh, just the whitelist, blacklist stuff, how granular do you guys get with Google? 
I mean, you know, what can we look forward to using in granular in Google with docs and with extensions and things like that? Um, actually, Google just launched uh, a new extension manager in the Google Admin Panel. Uh -huh. uh, and so if you, if you jump into that, you'll see uh, the sort of insight that they're giving you. We're building on top of that uh, with a new version of the Advent, of GoGuardian Admin Panel uh, so that you'll have much better insight into all the extensions and the applications that are, that are being, being used. Right now, we give you a flavor of the, of the apps and extensions, but we're finding that uh, we need to, to go a little deeper. So they've, they've opened up um, programmatic access to a lot of information. So you guys will be seeing it very soon. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. cool. So um, in, that, in that granular piece with, with Google, right now we can see, can we see what docs our users are opening or, or sharing or anything like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can see the docs that, that uh, users are opening. You can see the searches. You can see uh, individual YouTube videos. Um, if there's a, a one YouTube video in question, you can uh, get, in, get into the details of that and see over time how many, uh, how many users, how many students have accessed the video and who. Um, and you can decide from right there whether or not to whitelist or blacklist it or add it to a certain category. You know, I think that's really cool that uh, inside the YouTube blacklist, you guys give it the ability to do category, channels, videos, you know, keywords. That's that's pretty in-depth for such a piece at the price point you guys have it at. I mean, you're you're selling this at a great price. That's a great product for that price point. That's pretty amazing. And that's something that uh, that we thought we saw was lacking uh, in some, some other options. You, you could... Just use uh, YouTube restricted mode, but it doesn't. That, that doesn't really let you choose whether or not a specific video is appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, and so we'll have teachers uh, decide that they'll have a certain set of videos for a, for a classroom. We'll whitelist those videos, and so you can guarantee. Cool. Oh, sorry, we had a little we had a little freeze pitch there. A little, just little glitch. Sorry, <laughs> things went a little weird there for a second. But it was it was like but, three seconds, so you're yeah, cool. You're so. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, so so hangouts hangouts we can can get uh, can get crazy every once in a while. But this is actually interesting. Something I learned while I was at Google Hangouts was was supposed to be uh, an enterprise video chat software that Google was going to make billions and billions of dollars. Well, not billions, hundreds of millions of dollars on. Yeah. Right. But then they decided to give it away for free. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's much like they did for education. It's amazing. We were just talking. We, which we'll, we'll talk about that for a second. We, uh, you know, websites, <laughs> websites for schools are so passe. Um, you know, back in the day when the cloud didn't exist, that was the t intent with content management. Schools are trying to build these, you know, using SharePoint or whatever they could get their hands on. And it's funny, Google stepped in and changed every bit of that for education. I mean, almost instantaneously. But here, have it all for free, and here's some unlimited storage to go along with it. Mm -hmm. Pretty amazing stuff. And then, you know, the Chromebook has just blown the door wide open, and then, you know, here comes GoGuardian to offer that other piece that we need, which per unit is so, so affordable. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so we've, we've, we've talked about admins for a second. We don't use the teacher part, so give mm -hmm. us... Tell me, what does it do, and how would my teachers use it in class? That's next week. Yeah. Oh, is it next week? I'm sorry. <laughs> you done jumped ahead. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't read the notes. <laughs> the notes okay. He's the admin guy. <laughs> then I'm, jump sure, I'm sure Tyler can give you better information than I can. Cool. Then we'll wait. <laughs> That's right. That's okay. That's Tune the, in next week <laughs> on the teacher side. <laughs> I'll jump I'll jump back to this one, then. Okay. Because so, <laughs> I actually had another question. All right. Um. 
inside it. So it's really interesting. I don't have it. I never have any flagged activity. So how, how do I get flagged activity? Would that be, is that because my students aren't going where they're not supposed to go? Is that what it comes down to? Uh, it sounds like it because flagged activity, what it does is it reads every word on the screen uh, when you, when you bring, grab a web page yeah. and we'll, we'll, we look for terms. We look for terms that are that are specifically dangerous, right? So if there's a, a site that you know the URL might be, you know, something innocuous like carrybears.com, but if the content on that site is about violence and it's about um, you know illegal activities, then you want to know that, right? The URL doesn't always tell you what's going on. You got to worry about those Care Bears. They'll cut you. <laughs> that was, that's all I got. That's the first thing that came to mind. Those Care Bears are pretty rough. Mm. So um, I, then, I, then, great, then I'll ask about this one. We don't use this one either. Theft, theft recovery. So get in depth with me there. Do I need to be using that? Is that how, how do I enable that? And what does it do for me with my, like I said, I'm sending mine home for homebound students. So yeah. anything could happen. Yeah, so most of the time, theft recovery is actually a sort of lost and found use case. Mm -hmm. um, if, uh, if, if a student ends up with another student's Chromebook, or if they leave it you know, on the bus for, um, you know, on a field trip and then someone picks it up, uh, what you do is you, you move that user into the uh, Google organizational unit for, for theft recovery, and then we, we tell you um, where the Chromebook is in terms of using IP geolocation, uh, if someone's typing on the on the Chromebook, we can get screenshots, right? And so you can tell pretty quickly whether or not the Chromebook is on campus or off campus. Um, if it's you know been flown to some other country, um, really simple things like that. And so we found that it's uh, it's pretty easy to to do lost and found use case with it. We're actually being able to uh, we're actually going to be able to track individual device IDs soon. So this is something that Google just let us do. So You'll be able to tell uh, if Johnny has Jimmy's Chromebook. You'll be able to tell uh, if it's been lost, where, where it ended up. Um, there's going to be a lot more flexibility for investment in the device itself. Our main priority is the student, but you know, protecting the, your investment in the device is also helpful. Yeah, yeah. man, that is And there's the interesting part of running uh, interviews. I thought the mic was on, so I'm sitting here talking to myself in the office. That's pretty much how that works out. Hey, you were listening to uh, Matt Jones with GoGuardian. Uh, great interview we had with the GoGuardian folks. If you haven't looked at the piece, definitely check them out. GoGuardian.com. Wonderful, wonderful piece. I think you'll enjoy the piece uh, if you're using Chromebooks. And um, your teachers will definitely enjoy the GoGuardian piece. It's a, it's a really, really great piece. I, David's actually chatting with me. He's off in, I think he's in Botswana or Bora Bora. I'm not sure. He, but he was laughing at me too for um, <laughs> talking to myself without the microphone on. So, um, hey, I tell you what we're going to do right now is uh, one of our favorite musicians that we like to listen to and like to uh, feature is uh, Nick C. And uh, it's uh, David's cousin. And not, it's just a family thing. Uh, but Nixie, uh, he has a new album out called Living on the Outside. You can find it online at nixie.com. Uh, you can also find him on Twitter, at nixie. Check it out. This is a, a new tune from that album um, that David had 
downloaded, got all the songs for it. Um, it's a uh, Nick C with uh, "How Long." Be right back. Hey, you're listening to Edutech Guys, coming to you live from Hope, Arkansas. 
That was Nick C. with uh, How Long from his new album, Living on the Outside. You can check it out at NickC.com or catch him on Twitter at Nick C. Hey, listen, I'm glad to be here. Catch us on Twitter at guys. If you want to drop me a question, hit hashtag ETGChat, and I'll try to get back with you as soon as I can. I'm watching that as it's flying by here on the screen and trying to keep up with everything by myself. It's I have to say, David's on vacation. Have a good vacation because this is hard to do by with one guy. Actually, kind of rough. Anyway, listen to the best of show. We just heard from the Go Guardian guys about all the great stuff that they do at Go Guardian. Uh, that was really uh, some of my favorite parts. And you actually heard, heard me do a great flub when we were interviewing about the admin. And I forgot it was just admin and not the uh, teacher side of it. Uh, that's how I roll, even though I have the show notes right here in front of me. <laughs> but listen, uh, so I've got a great one on here. A while back, one of our good friends is Kevin Honeycutt, and uh, David has known Kevin for a long time, and it has been my pleasure to get to know Kevin over the past year or so. And um, if you want to talk about somebody that's on top of things, Kevin Honeycutt, KevinHoneycutt.com, Kevin is on top of things, and he really knows, he's got his finger on the pulse of where education is going, where it's been, and uh, he's one of those really cool cats. In fact, I understand he's in Arkansas I think today and tomorrow he's going to be at the Lakeside in Hot Springs uh, speaking with uh, their folks. So that's they, they've they got a treat in store, I can tell you. Uh, one of our good friends, uh, Stoney uh, Evans, is there. He's the, uh, the one of the media specialists at the high school. So I know Stoney's pretty excited about having Kevin in there at Lakeside in Hot Springs. Anyway, um, back in April, uh, Kevin came in to do um, a workshop and a convention uh, conference up in uh, the middle part of the state in Arkansas, and David was tasked with picking him up at the airport and taking him to the conference. So uh, we took that opportunity on that day to do a live broadcast from the car. They had to drive from Little Rock about an hour and a half to the conference site, and so we took that opportunity to do an interview. And so this is um, about 14 minutes of some of the discussion we had um, while they were in the car. So please understand, this is coming into a car, I think from FaceTime, uh, through the podcast, over the air, and all that kind of good stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. But this is Kevin Honeycutt, uh, back in April with David Henderson on the road with the Edutech guys. So we cover all kinds of things. Kevin's main focus, well, I'm not sure what Kevin's main focus is going to be. <laughs> what he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to look at some of his uh, launch me stuff. Uh, and so that, uh, you know, helping teachers, especially we've got some really good folks involved. In fact, we've had several of them on uh, the show before. Susan Gilly is one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, so she's she's one of our Thai folks. And my my goal in trying to get in fact, you know, I was I kind of helped persuade the powers that be to, to get Kevin in here and and to really focus on the power upside or the. Uh, launch me side is uh pardon me that those folks who are doing things for their school in their classroom where they're kind of the, the local superstar and maybe they've done some outside stuff take them to the next level take them to the honey cut the, the kevin Honeycut level you know what i'm saying yeah so that's what the launch me at least i from what I understand, that's what the launch me does. I could be way wrong, and we're just shooting people out of the building. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
<laughs> hey, as long as you can land them back on a on a water based drone, you're you're right up there with everybody else, man. I, I, I we we could we could try that. I think we could work on that. Yeah, yeah, I think we have all these like local heroes, these these cult of personality teachers who are really good, but when they're not connected, they're very vulnerable mm. because they're at the mercy of the next school board election or the next hire that doesn't understand what they're doing. Yeah, right. I mean, they're rock stars one minute and they're gone the next. And so the sooner we get them connected to the larger networks of people so that the world knows who they are and the world checks in with the school and the school realizes the world notices and suddenly they are some pig and they won't become bacon. Yeah. <laughs> kind of in a hurry to get them connected to a larger world so they don't become, I don't know, I, I think the difference between global and snow global, you know, they can be great inside the snow globe, but if they're not global, they're they're vulnerable, and their programs are vulnerable, and their kids are vulnerable right. um, to everyone just not seeing the value, and they go away overnight. And we've seen that happen over and over. So how do we get them connected? And I don't mean just to get credit for themselves, but to, to, to get visibility for their program, for student success, for why Maker Works, STEM Works, Steam Works, whatever they're doing to back their play in a bigger world than the local yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, you're you're kind of the app sumo of the education world. You're gonna help those folks get out there. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times they don't get it. They don't get the value of that yet. And they don't get their vulnerability yet because <laughs> they're freshmen, they're all excited, they but they don't get that the winds can change pretty quick, mm. you know? Yeah. Things can go away. So, you know, how do you how do you build uh what's the word sustainability? You know, and I think that comes with uh, the world noticing. For some reason, local systems notice when the world notices. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, something else I noticed, too, is that when uh, those when they're in their small little, they're contained at their level, and they're not really getting their word out, and they're not getting any, any, any there you go, that that's a boys, and that a boys, and things like that, then the, they can actually slow down, and they stop growing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a, a, a network like LaunchMe can make sure that they continue to grow their product. Yeah, and I think when you start comparing yourself to other people and you start seeing, look, there's a lot of good stuff going on, it somehow feeds your fire. Um, and also going to conferences, meeting other people, and finding out that you're on a road, a continuum that with lots of other people. When you're a local hero, you can do one good thing and you think, well, I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, exactly. No, 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 that's the beginning. That's how, that's how change starts, but that's not how it keeps going. Right, we gotta we gotta keep feeding ourselves with other people and other influences, and not get incestuous in our thinking from one state to another, from one school to another, from one country to another. You know. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So the platform, the the Launch Me platform, are you guys gonna blow it out like, you know, forums, uh, you know, like a Slack kind of thing, so that there's there's all these open forums and you know help, helping the communication, you know, being the basis for the communication. We have a, a Facebook group. Now, Launch Me, up until now, has been a group of uh, presenters who are trying to get beyond their local zip code, right? But Launch Me for teachers, and we also do Launch Me for students, because we think that kids, if they're doing great things, should be putting that out there globally, too, because who knows what scholarship is looking for them from three states away, and they haven't even looked for it yet. So right. we think great student work should also be viral and should be out there and global. So, um, you know, we haven't, Ginger and I haven't really looked at 
taking that Facebook community and blowing it out, but we are open to that kind of thing. I think we, we could pick up a hashtag or two and see what, I mean, this may be the shot heard around the world, this be. particular thing here. I think a lot of people don't get that Teachers Global isn't a threat. Like, a lot of people are afraid if teachers ever saw their possibilities, they'd quit and go somewhere else. Right. Well, okay, so I challenge you to make your schools worth working in, number one. <laughs> um, and then they won't leave. But also, a great Jedi teacher probably needs to get out beyond the cornfields of local just to feed their fire so they won't want to leave. I think right. they may stay longer if you, if you, if you reinforce them, if, if you invest in them. You know, I think smart systems let their Jedis go out and flex their lightsaber power once in a while. <laughs> so they either, one, don't just die, you know, of, of inattention, or two, leave for better options. I, I think a good leader sees this, understands this, and invests in this. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, making sure that they're getting, they're getting the nurturing they need locally so they stay local because those Jedis have got to train Padawans. You know, and if they don't train Padawans, then you got to have those local ones hanging out there to make sure that, you know, they're... And, and you're right. That's I think that's the biggest problem we're finding, to me, what I see. I, and me personally, my biggest deal is is that I've got a big voice, and I'm a big boy, and I like a lot of big, big ideas. But I'm locally, it's I've, I've pinnacled. I've hit the top. Nobody wants to hear me talk anymore. <laughs> right. Maybe, right. maybe that's a bad thing or a good thing. <laughs> well, think about this. You know, you hire new teachers and you're a brand new teacher, right? You just walked into a system. You see a whole bunch of people that have tenure or they've been there a long time, right? And they're doing 10 years ago. You see one crazy person, right? And people are afraid of that person. But most of the cool stuff the school gets for headlines come from that place. So you got that one crazy guy versus those five Sith Lords, right? <laughs> yeah. We're outnumbered right now. So if we're going to grow Padawans, you know, we have to get a little more gravitas. I don't. I mean, beyond local uh, recognition, that these people say, wow, you know, all over the world, what they're doing seems to matter more. Maybe I'll trust that one or two people over those five Sith Lords that really need to retire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But when you lose a brand new teacher to the Sith Lords, it's hard to get them back. Yes. Once they join a culture, and once they lower their game, it's extremely hard to raise your game once you lowered it. Well, I think how many of how many Padawans we lose to selling shoes or get taking a job nine to five to get out of education completely because the dark side won. You know. That's, yeah, that's no, one of the... I wouldn't blame them. You know, it's a survival thing, and a lot of schools, a lot of schools will say they have a mentoring program. They put the person with the most tenure in charge of that new Padawan. And it's not always the person with the most tenure, you know, that should be in charge of them. Right? They should carefully pick the current teachers who are doing what the school thinks is the future to be the mentors of those new teachers. Yep, I agree. You know, taking a word from and, and doing that, I, I think it's really interesting. I, I love the way I've been doing this a long time and I, and I love the way the net has changed. And I love now, David and I were talking the other day that, you know, we're talking about websites and the fact that we don't need content management anymore because the cloud's there now. You know, Google and all that's all out there. Twitter's there for social, Facebook, uh, Google Plus, Tumblr, all that good stuff's out there. But, you know, to steal a word from current marketing, that's the hardest thing 
for our teachers to learn to do for themselves, for our presenters, is branding. You know, helping them get their brand out there and how to understand how to get their brand out there. I think that's a big deal. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. But I think that there's some misperception about brand. People fear brands because they're afraid a teacher will become an individual and divorce themselves from a system. A smart system wants to be branded too, right? What do we stand for? What does this school stand for? Who are we? Right. If you haven't built anything like that, all you have is a mission statement that's 25 years old in a white policy manual on a shelf collecting <laughs> dust, then the Padawans either have to join that sad, archaic model or build a brand. If a school would move a little faster and say, let's build a brand, let's call ourselves something, and let's let people um, sort of join that brand or, you know, jo join under the banner of that brand, it's a little more exciting, a little more now, a little more hip, a little more accessible, a little more attractive to digital parents shopping for schools on Android devices, yeah. you know? And so I see both, both things. I see the extreme of people who get it and they're riding that front end of the wave you know, and I see the ones who are sort of protecting the past, in love with what they used to be, you know, polishing their snow globe, you know, of everything they used to be good at. <laughs> it's a big continuum there. Yeah. So We're being pretty like rebellious here on the road. What is it about <laughs> driving down the road? Something about driving. Rush yeah, hour, that's right, it makes man. you willing to say the stuff you would never say. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... You know, I think one of the things that is key here, though, is definitely the those folks in charge, whoever your who, whoever that administration is, whatever that administration is. That's a key part of this without you know, the administration has to be willing to be a part of that movement. I mean, and really, that's exactly what you're doing. You're moving from this static. We are here. We are these four walls out to. Yes, we're these four walls. But guess what? This is what we're doing. And in the process, not only is that teacher building themselves up, that you know, building that, that person up or those people up, depending on how many are involved there, but they're also helping with getting to the branding. They're also helping with the school's brand in general. So that is a sweet car. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Paint that blue. That's my wife's car. Yeah, that's man, yeah. awesome. All right. Anyway, sorry, distraction. Um, but I think that uh, the administration has got to be such that they, A, recognize folks who are on that verge of launching out and, and who are doing cool things and then want to share that person out. So you're talking about some kind of flexible scheduling, flexible contracting. I mean, you know, something along those lines that let those folks kind of breathe beyond the the contract that most of your teachers or most of your folks have. So that gives them that breathing room. But then also to say, okay, yes, we're going to give you all that. And as you go forth and you grow, you're going to help us grow because you're talking about what school you're with. Right, exactly. Or, you know, what Teacher. education service center you work for or Send whatever. Advertising. Yeah, I'm, you if know. they understand that, right? If they right. understand that. So I th think of it like this. Most schools are like the Titanic. And you have a handful of teachers that are in speedboats out in front of the Titanic, bungee to the deck, bungee to the deck. So they have flexibility, but they're still tied to the Titanic. 
They can go out in front of the Titanic far enough to see the icebergs, see the challenges, see the opportunities, and the Titanic can change its course ever so slowly, but change it, um, you know, with the guidance of those of those people in the speedboats. But if you if you see that as a threat and you make them all, all come back onto the deck of the Titanic, we can't do anything. We're all just waiting for the iceberg. Right. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's not a threat. But but help me sub brand. So let's say I call my classroom the crazy Inman, Kansas or Inman Schools Explorers. So I'm a sub brand, right? I'm a sub brand of Inman. Right. And the next school, the next classroom calls them the entrepreneurs, the Inman entrepreneurs. Inman is in the name every time. Right. If Inman is smart, they start to build a brand on top of us, Nabisco, whatever you want to call it. So people start saying, wow, that Inman school system seems to breed a whole lot of wonderful sort of uh, crazy teachers who have great big thoughts. And then it helps the entire brand. But if the brand doesn't notice those people, if it punishes them, you, you pretty much tell us to leave. Right. Basically. Hey, welcome back. That was Kevin Honeycutt and David from back in April. Um, honestly, don't remember the actual date. Yeah, I can't remember it. I will. But hey, you can't tell me you don't love to hear Kevin Honeycutt talk. Even if it's a recording from a moving vehicle going down Interstate 40 heading to the next conference. Uh, Kevin Honeycutt's the man, and I'm sure we'll have him on soon. We always do. Like I said, he is in Arkansas, I think today. Let me look at my notes. David actually sent me notes and said, no, idiot, he's here. No. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's at Lakeside tomorrow. Lakeside um, Public Schools in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Kevin is there tomorrow. Uh, not sure what he's talking about, but whatever it is, it trust me, it's worth listening to. So that's great. I mean, if you're in Arkansas and you're near Lakeside and they'll let you in the door, go hear Kevin Honeycutt. Um, best of show. David's on vacation. I'm here by myself and uh, having a great time. And I, I just had a question come up on the, on the, the, the chat. Will you guys be at Podstock? Uh, Podstock? Unfortunately, no. We were invited and some things just ha did not play out for us to do Podstock this year. Um, I feel terrible about it because Ginger Lumen personally asked David and I to be there. And we respect Ginger, Lum Ginger Lumen tremendously uh but we will not be at podstock i tell you what would be fun uh if you would like to chat with us from podstock i'll make time to do a skype uh any of that stuff any anything you want to come in and tell me how podstock is going we'll do a live interview from podstock love to do it just uh drop me an email jeff at edutechguys.com or david at edutechguys.com and just let us know, and uh, we'll do a live uh, chat, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes from Podstock. You can tell us what's going on. Um, I would highly rec you, recommend that if you're going to be there, hey, drop out some uh, periscopes. We'd like to see what's going on at Podstock this year, because that would be really, really cool to see what's happening at Podstock. So if you're going to be there, and you're listening to the show, and I'll drop this out on um on the uh, the Twitter also, but uh, Ed Ventures is right now chatting with me um, online, and he, and Ed Ventures, let me know. Uh, just drop us a line, and we'll make time, no matter what time it is, and uh, we'll turn on the recording devices, and we'll get a, an update from Podstock, be our man in the field kind of thing. That would be super super cool, 
and it will be much, much gracious for doing that for us from Podstock. Um, and, and that's cool. We might be able to, David uh, it just made a point also on chat. I've got like 17 chat windows open here. Uh, David made a good point that we could maybe virtually attend Podstock. And possibly broadcast live. It's just physically it was hard for us to get there. So I bet we could swing that. I agree. We'll take a look at that. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to do uh, before the rest of the show hits. I've got to do a little bit of catching up here. My social media is blowing up here and I need to answer some stuff quick and send some stuff back. So please listen to another song. This is one of our favorite musicians also. In fact, the, the music here on our title track is his music. Um, and it's really, really great music. So sit back and relax. This is uh, Nick Flora, which is a great song. Nobody gets out clean. And I think we can all attest to that.
Hey, you're listening to EduTech Guys, coming to you live from Hope, Arkansas. want to give a big shout out to Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op and Hope Public Schools for allowing us to do this every week. It's so much fun. Hey, check us online, www.edutechguys.com. You can catch us on the radio, radio.edutechguys.com. That'll take you right to the Mixler site where you can listen to us. We like Mixler. We use Mixler. Mixler's fun. Mixler's good to us. Um, Twitter. At Edutech Guys, Instagram, Edutech Guys, Facebook, Edutech Guys. Hey, you get the hint. Go to Google, type in Edutech Guys. I'm pretty sure you'll stumble across us somehow, somewhere, sometime. Hey, that was Nick Flora with uh, Nobody Gets Out Clean. Um, that's a great album. If you want to catch some more of Nick Flora's work, he does a wonderful podcast himself. He does uh, everything about music and social media you'd ever want to know. He's a great guy. And he likes to tour the U.S. and do house parties, which is really cool, having come to your place. Anyway, visit him, nickflora.com, and, or catch him on Twitter, at Nick Flora. Listen, we are getting ready to wrap this thing up. And uh, Adventures, thanks. I hope you had a fun hour. This has been a great show. Want to do our favorite thing. David's not here, so in honor of David, I'm going to do it. It's time for Google Tip of the Week. There you go. So this Google Tip of the Week is just from me to you. I'll drop out the uh, the link here in just a second. But what it is is there's some new editing features in the latest Google Docs and Sheets for mobile apps for both Android and iOS. Um we get a lot of debates about this, about, you know, well, you're going to blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. If you're using an iOS device or you're using an Android device, if you're using any device, iOS is great with Google Apps. And so they've added some really cool stuff. Now you can actually edit a document you're viewing in print layout mode. So that puts it into a whole new fun game plan for using that. You might not think that's a big deal, but now if you're a Docs user on iOS or Android, then you're going to understand exactly what I'm talking about, the opportunity that you now have to do um, editing inside print layout. So when you're in print, print layout mode, now you can bop in there and fix some things real quick before you drop out there. Also, they've added, you can add new and edit existing conditional formatting rules in Sheets. That's on the Android app. And I happen to understand that that's coming out pretty soon for the iOS also. That you can do that now in some areas, but they're about to blow that one out too. If you're not keeping up with iOS and Android apps from Google Docs, you need to because that's some happening stuff. It's just one more reason if you're wanting to use an iOS device, an iPad, iPad Pro, do it. Got to give a shout out to the iPad Pro. Um, the 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 12-inch iPad Pro is phenomenal. Um, I have a lot of good friends. In fact, our own Greg Moore uses one, I think, pretty much almost exclusively at this point. He loves the keyboard. He loves the iPad Pro. I've got to throw one more out for you. The 9.7. You talk about an amazing device. It has a 12-megapixel camera. It's shooting 4K video. And if you're smart 
and you buy a Padcaster from the guys at Padcaster.com. Yeah, I'm giving a shout out to Padcaster. If you buy a Padcaster from them and you house that iPad Pro and a Padcaster with that extended microphone and you add that extended light or you want to add a GoPro on top of it, you have now got a video broadcasting rig par none. I mean, you talk about a hardcore piece. You talk about a really amazing piece. The fastest processor, the largest camera. I mean, what in the heck? You know? I mean, what in the heck? You're talking about some amazing stuff. And the really cool part about an iPad Pro 9.7 is the FaceTime camera is a 5 megapixel camera. You're shooting in HD on the FaceTime camera. So if you're doing podcasting, video blogs, anything like that, you're talking about a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful device. But hey, you could get me rambling about that for days. And I see Chad's telling me that too. Chad's right. The iPad Pro, it, it is too big. Now, it is too big for students, but I don't believe it's too big for uh, educators. And I don't believe it's too big for a presentation and using it as a secondary device. I personally believe most people could easily, easily move to an iPad Pro 12 um, from, an, uh, from a MacBook. I, I think it's very doable, especially with the keyboard case. But... Hey, I can ramble. Like I said, I could ramble on for days. It's been a great show. Um, I can't believe I made an hour. I didn't think I would make an hour by myself. David, have a great vacation. Miss you, buddy. I hope everything's going great. Listen, I'm going to get out of here. I'm Jeff Madlock, and I want to thank you much for listening to the Edutech guys. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program to those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.